0: Today's Tribcast is presented by the Power On for Music Conference, set for October 19th at Texas A&M University Corpus Christi. Former Beyonce and Destiny's Child manager Matthew Knowles is scheduled to give the keynote address. Learn more at poweron.tamucc.edu. Texas talking. What
1: was that that you said? Texas talking. Hoop your head Texas talking. Tell me who can you trust?: when Texas when okay. Texas Hello, this is Dave Ferenthal. I'm the Washington Post reporter who discovered first that Donald Trump's charity was breaking the law, and then I discovered that video of Donald Trump and Billy Bush acting awful on the bus. I'm also a Texan, born and raised in Houston. So enjoy this week's tripcast.
0: If you don't, I'm coming down there, and I'm not going to stop until I figure out why. Here's your host,
2: Emily Ramshaw.
3: Thank you. This is Emily Ramshaw here with the Tribcast for the second week of October. I'm joined by CEO Evan Smith. So
2: we, so Pat, Patrick doesn't know who the intro was.
3: He wasn't listening just now? It was David Farental. I could barely hear it. It's David Farental. Oh, wow. Well, that's impressive.
2: It's a good get. Evan is, Evan is fun. really
3: proud of himself. He thinks this is like the best get. I yet. do. I,
2: I wish I could have heard it. Billy Bush did not return my phone calls. How <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, about
2: a hug for the bushy? The, did you
0: get the voicemail that says he's making America great again? Uh, I did yeah. not know. <laughs> sadly, I did not.
3: Uh, Executive editor Ross Ramsey. Howdy. And political reporter Patrick Sweetek. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Well, we started last week's TribCast by talking about... Oh, Evan's clutching his pearls already. We started last week's TribCast talking about Trump's problems with women. uh, And little did we know he would take it to like the nth degree this week um, with a decade-old revelation that he said some just really effing disgusting (laughs) things uh, (laughs) on a hot mic while he was on what, Access Hollywood?
0: The Access Hollywood bus. Yeah. The Access right, Hollywood arriving, arriving on site. Uh, bus. Uh, Being
3: basically,
2: on actual Access Hollywood would have been a classier And All they were doing <laughs> with operation. this, they had
1: an entire bus to cross a parking lot. It looked like. Who, Sidebar, who, was it,
2: who was it last night? Who said, "Oh, Steve King"? Yesterday, the congressman from Iowa said, "Well, it's only an audio tape." Like, what does that mean? Are you suggesting that somehow this has he been doctored? Said it. He only said it. No, apparently <laughs> he thinks maybe it's been doctored.
3: I mean, he basically, I'm not going to use the P word on the track. Why not? Cast. Pussy, just say it. All right, fine. Because I, I was waiting for Patrick to say it and turn red. Yeah. But, but Trump <laughs> he's from Indiana. I know. They, they don't, don't say they don't words say like that in Indiana.
2: No, right, yeah.
3: No. I mean, he admits to sexual assault. Uh, why aren't there, first of all, like, why aren't people looking back and finding, like, seeking criminal charges? I mean, he basically is admitting that he groped well, he did, someone. But he
2: didn't say Say it in a specific sense. He said. He said it more in a general sense. He didn't say I did it in this specific case.
1: Well, there's not. He didn't name names. He didn't name
2: names. Right. So you can't prosecute right. on the basis of.
1: He knocked a door open during the debate on Sunday night, though, that I thought was interesting. Um, I think it was Anderson Cooper pressed him on this and said. He Said I'd never done it. Did, were there any actions to go with the words? Yeah, it's like and he Harry Hart
2: saying follow right. me around. And he said no.
1: Yeah. You know, the New York Times had a front page Sunday thing weeks ago, uh, all the women who had a bunch of women who had worked with Trump and inappropriate Mm -hmm. things. And, you know,
3: they need like a Cosby cover.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought Kasich was really interesting on this. John Kasich, the governor of Ohio and one of the presidential candidates, he said, you know, we haven't learned anything here. You know, this isn't something about Donald Trump that we didn't no, know.
3: We knew that he I mean, he said this kind of stuff. If you've listened to any of his interviews with Howard Stern, like this is really not very different. Right. But suddenly we care now because, you know, it's October. Well, what I really want to talk about is how um, this the fallout at home in Texas. I mean, what kind of reaction are we seeing from te- members of the Texas congressional delegation, from statewide officials? What's the sort of take on this?
0: Yeah, I think that's the kind of top line on it is that there have been no notable defections among Texas Republicans like you've seen in other states. Obviously, Texas Evan's is a, off his a very uh, safely Republican state. <laughs> the political stakes of supporting Trump here are much lower than they are in other states. Um, that being said, we did see two members of the congressional delegation who had never supported Trump in the first place come out and say that he should get out of the race Uh, One of those uh, members is Representative uh, Will Hurd, who's in the only competitive congressional race uh, this November in Texas. He's in a rematch with Democrat Pete Gallego. uh, And he had, again, never supported Trump, but he did come out – pretty quickly, definitely not among the first, but pretty quickly over the weekend, and say that he uh, can no longer support Trump, won't vote for him, won't vote for Clinton, uh, wants Trump out of the race. I mean, it was a pretty uh, remarkable, I don't want to call it about-face, but uh, definitely a remarkable shift for her, well, given it was the a fact face, that he... It was a face. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, a face, yeah. which is more than we given can that he say had been, for a lot of... you know, of- <laughs> he never had gone face.
0: after Trump throughout the race, never just got involved in his controversies, again, had come out and said at the outset from the race, I can't support Trump, but had really mom, tried to avoid getting mm-hmm no longer the word. Right. Exactly. Right. And yeah. this had
2: been an issue right. in the race. His...
0: Absolutely. His, his, is the central issue in the it race. It was a thing.
2: central issue. The, the Democratic opponent uh, representative, former representative, state representative, and Congressman Gallego had made a case Walking for around with a big Trump sign. Right? Saying that, you know, Heard owes the people of the district an answer, a yeah. straight answer, as to whether he supports this guy. Uh, he, was, he was pressing this. Um, You know, the Granger thing is interesting because, as you know, Patrick, as we sit here, there's a claim (laughs) made yesterday by Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick
3: Yeah, that Granger Granger is is
2: fully behind Trump. So in order for me to believe that, I mean, look, the Lieutenant Governor could be right, but in order for me to believe that, you have to tell me that Kay Granger went from not endorsing Trump— to calling for him to drop out, to after the video, now deciding to endorse him. Is there something, we have a a, a statement from the Granger spokesperson, Sunday, Hmm. saying specifically, he, we need a new candidate. We, he's, he's not fit to be commander and, she, So apparently,
1: candidate. did the CBS affiliate up in uh, Dallas-Fort NBC so. DFW, I think. I don't know. NBC, yeah. It's, a, okay. it's right. a
3: logical move for any woman who heard those comments. Yeah. Well, well right. Deb Fisher, the,
0: the <laughs> senator or former senator, it's senator, right? Uh, uh, senator, <laughs> no, <a> current senator <laughs> from, from Nebraska. Senator. Fli- <laughs> she flipped. Yeah, she she unendorsed and then she reendorsed. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. But for Kay Granger, I think it would be even more yeah. uh, incredulous.
3: I mean, Texas. What about Texas statewide? If like, so obviously, Dan Patrick is still the Trump. Dan Patrick, Texas chairman, all heard
0: and spoke at both. As far as I know, at both fundraisers, Trump had in the state yesterday. Even though
3: he thinks his comments are, you know, despicable. Sure.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. He came out pretty quickly, actually. Um, he was for the first
2: Texas, yeah, actually, notable Texas right. Republican. Donald Trump is out. like the school finance system in Texas. <laughs> really, 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 really bad. Just not bad enough to do something about it. There you right. go. That's right? Perfect. That's it. And yeah. so
3: where is Abbott on this? Where's Strauss?
2: Yeah. yeah. So Greg Abbott, the governor.
0: Uh, I think Who? He Joe yeah. Strauss until... is in <laughs> yeah. Bimini. Joe Strauss is about right. as far away from well, this he as he never, could possibly sure. be. He never
2: endorsed Sure. So Strauss never
0: did. Yeah. Abbott tweeted, I believe, about 20 more than 24 hours after the video came out. Abbott tweeted criticism, uh, said that Trump needed to show contrition or there could be serious consequences. As as anyone who watched that debate on Sunday night knows, Trump did not really show much contrition. So Mm -hmm. I don't know where Abbott stands today on
2: this. Um, Well, I got a fundraising email from the Abbott campaign yesterday (laughs) saying, oh, they're coming after us. Hillary's really bad. And, oh, watch out. Hillary's a
1: point ahead. I don't know what poll he was Mm -hmm. looking at. Oh, he
2: was looking at the poll that (laughs) had Hillary. (laughs) It was the Hillary poll. uh, It it was a poll that had Trump four ahead in a four-way, but Hillary was one ahead in a two-way. I think it was a public policy polling poll. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. Republicans but, love so, public yeah, policy ju- Polling ju- polls I at am. fundraising time Right. Scare <laughs> people, Strauss, give us Joe, money, Joe right? Strauss has never offered Any support for Trump but his office did put out A new statement um, not significantly New or significantly different But did put out a new statement in recent days uh, Saying it was attributed to Strauss And it was saying I have had serious concerns about Donald Trump throughout this and I believe Then there was a sentence um, I may not be entirely quoting it Accurately here but you know condemning the remarks After mm-hmm. that right. um, so you know Strauss Continuing to keep his distance
2: Let's talk about Abbott for a second. I want to stay on Abbott. Sure. So a lot of the Republican governors have pulled back from Trump. Uh, Utah, South Dakota. Right. Ohio. Right. Um,
1: Ohio the, was never on, I don't right. Peace.
2: Um, you know, Abbott's position on this is, I, I condemn the comments, but I'm still with the guy. I... I would love to hear the uh, the, the governor pardon me, uh, speak more expansively about this. Is his argument, the Ted Cruz argument that this is ultimately a binary choice and she would be yes. do worse, Donald Trump is the second worst candidate in the race? Mm-hmm. Is I, that I, what it is?
3: I think it is. And there are like worried to hear about the speci- base. I'd like
2: to hear specifically his reasons. Yeah. Well, what, Cruz, yeah. for better or worse, has given us a specific reason, whether you like it or not.
3: Boy, right. and let's talk about Cruz for a second because, I mean... What
2: well, a, bad a, timing. What bad bad, bad, oh, bad right. timing huh? Cruz. Right.
3: I mean, if he uh, had yeah. hung on without endorsing for just a couple more weeks he would look like the smartest guy in the room
2: instead he's going to have that picture taken of him in the in the call center with the, <laughs> the Trump pen signs
3: one. <laughs> no i mean the yeah. one
2: that ran in the morning news just uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just miserably uh, following him around for all time right what do
3: you think he's thinking right now
2: um, oh, fuck. That's
1: what exactly.
0: I think. He's been he's been touring uh, West Texas farmland for the past three days. Right. He's looking at sure right. cotton fields. Very field. happy that he's yeah. out fields there Fields
1: right and fields. Yes.
3: Like, yep. you know, he was in such Where great a sweet shape. sweet lady even asked yeah. him about this on the- <laughs> He, he was in such Citizen great Journalist. shape when
1: July started. He was, you know, this was perfect. He had ended the presidential race. He didn't get the finish that he wanted, but he'd ended it kind of without prejudice and was positioned to run, you know, unopposed or only weakly opposed- for re-election in 2018 to the Senate, for another presidential race in 2020, he didn't have any giant mistakes, you know, in front of him. And then he didn't. Then he did the speech, and then he undid the speech, and then Trump blows up. It's just like you know and the then last three things. He thinks about
2: unendorsing Trump, but instead, according to the reporting in Politico, he decides rather than unendorse Trump, who I right. have enormous contempt for, going back to the primary. Right. I'm going to attack the media. It's mm-hmm. the media's fault
3: it's always our that fault.
2: this did not come out sooner, and that the, and he said specifically in a tweet on whatever day it was, Saturday, that the, or Sunday, that the mainstream media sat on this in order to have its thumb on the scale, so that late in the game they could they could uh, cripple the republic. Did he nominee. not
3: listen to any of those Howard Stern interviews, which are just as bad? I, you know,
2: well, his point is, why didn't we? Why been, didn't I mean, we those put were those? Out we in the press. Though. Why didn't we in the press put uh, those forward they,
1: earlier? They, they were out. Those they were out were all over I the place. Mean, you, you know, know it's, it's know, what you pay attention during to. The it's primary. not what's out there. It's, Look,
2: I remember know. during the primary, I thought you were on the receiving end of this, maybe as a person asking this question, that at the tenth Republican debate in the primary, when the other Republican candidates finally started to take on Trump. Mm-hmm. This question was, how come you guys, to the Republican candidates, why did you guys wait so long to take on Trump? And Cruz's response at the time was, why did you guys, meaning the media, Mm-hmm. not take on Trump earlier, right? as if we're running for president.
1: We want you to go hit him. I'm not going to hit him. You go hit him. Right. Why well, don't you and him go fight, right?
3: What's going on with Trump's funders in Texas? I mean, he's had a couple, like some of his sure. first stops yeah. have been in Texas. There were some big names, you know, Gene Apparently, Powell, Tony Busby. Right. $5 million dollars
2: over those two visits, if you believe the reporting on this. Right.
3: right. So, so what are his big funders saying or thinking about this?
2: Well, we reported on this a little
0: bit a few days ago, and uh, we're hearing more about it today. I mean, his fundraisers or his top finance people in Texas are really digging in their heels to the point that they are now putting House Speaker Paul Ryan on notice um, that when he comes to Texas later this month to raise money, he cannot rely on a single dime from Trump loyalists. Wow. Um, they're doing it very publicly, at least compared to their kind of past maneuvers, and um, and if, obviously, if you recall, Paul Ryan on Monday announced he'd be focused on down ballot races between now and election day. Right. So the Trump well fundraisers, <laughs> the Trump finance leaders, if you want to call them that, in Texas, from all the reporting I've seen, the reporting I've done, and from what I've heard, uh, even just this morning from some of our, from our colleague Abby Livingston, I mean, they are uh, livid about Paul Ryan's decision, and they want to send a message. And look, this is Texas. Obviously, it's a very donor rich state, and even if those those that pro Trump Contingent isn't doesn't speak for the whole donor class here. It's the, they can still throw their weight around and they can still have some influence. I mm-hmm. think.
1: Yeah, you know, the, the influence from the, the thing when the new tape came out was Trump moved from sort of stinky to poisonous. You know, if you're a, if you're another Republican, you look at this. If you're a Paul Ryan or a Will Hurt or somebody like that, you look at this and you say, I think I can survive Trump. I think I can survive Trump. And then suddenly Trump is poisonous and noxious, and. Um, you know they looked at it and a bunch of people decided I can no longer survive this I have to run from it the donors are trying to make it more poisonous to run away and in some cases they succeeded but I you know I don't think ultimately they get the upper hand here I think for the last 30 days here the politicians are going to follow their best instincts and that's what Paul Ryan's
2: doing So can we talk about that what that means and talk about the long tail longish tail of this Right You the, know
3: the 2018 tail No is... I mean
2: no I mean the 2016 tail I'm Surprised to be in this position because I've been a huge skeptic about the prospect of Texas being in play.
3: That was my next question. Oh, he's going to say the he's, thing he needs to say. Yeah, I know. Say it. But, he's going But
2: I actually <laughs> think, look, I think, Cover your that, ears. <laughs> I think that, that that possible is not the same as likely. But I really do think that at this point right now, the wheels are coming off the Trump campaign. And I don't know what the hell is going to happen. And I don't think anybody knows what the hell is yeah, going to happen. Yeah,
3: now he said the shackles are off. I mean, well, what could that like how could the shackles <laughs> be any more off? Well,
2: let's, let's assume, Donald Trump let's unplugged. Assume for a minute, <laughs> let's assume for a minute that there are a certain number of Republicans in Texas, and this is not an implausible uh, thing. It's not a reach. There are some, a certain number of Republicans in Texas who are like those in Wisconsin on Saturday who booed Paul Ryan for disinviting Donald Trump to the rally. Or they're like the Republicans in Nevada who booed Joe Heck, the candidate for Senate, and Mitt Romney at that rally for talking ill of Trump after the video. Or they're like the Republican women from Virginia who were standing outside the RNC headquarters the other day uh, protesting. Let's assume that there are some Trumpkins who are in Texas and who are now pissed off at politicians who have shown weakness in not supporting their candidate and the nominee. Mm -hmm. In fact, there are polls out to show that right now, a higher percentage of the Republican primary electorate and of all Republicans has a positive view of Trump than they do of Paul Ryan. Okay. Can we assume that there's not going to be some retaliation visited upon Republican office holders who have been anything other than absolutely 100% behind the nominee? Will Hurd's in an interesting position. I have been a skeptic about Pete Gallego's chances of beating Will Hurd purely on the basis of greater turnout in the primary. Not say that Gallego might mm-hmm. not have beaten Hurd, right. but I didn't think that it was a, a slam dunk that Hurd was going to lose this time, as Democrats seem to think was the case because it was presidential. It was never a slam dunk. I now do not know what the hell's going to happen to Will Hurd. I'm you not sure like that Will Hurd... I thought that Paul Ryan's support of Will Hurd and embrace of Will Hurd and the establishment's embrace of Will Hurd was an insulation against the ill effects of... Of a primary year turnout
1: only for only for donors not for voters. Right.
2: boy I don't know I I yeah. if I'm Rick Galindo, if I'm John Lujan if I'm Gilbert Pena who are probably three of the most endangered legislators on a on a ballot like this one I'm really worried I don't know the Texas is in play but I don't know the Texas is not in play before the video Trump was only up by seven. He was running 13 points behind Abbott in 2014, four points behind McCain in 2008, and and he was running nine points behind Romney in 2012. Uh, Hillary Clinton was exactly where Democrats have been basically for the last several years in terms of her vote. Trump is just running really behind Republicans. Are the events of the last week going to make him close that gap?
1: It's kind of a purple rain argument, right? I don't know. do Do you bring Texas purple or blue? If I, you know, if, I would look below those races that you're talking about, because um, I think, you know, Lujan's in trouble anyway. It's in a 16 percent right. Democratic district. Um,
2: he was a bit of a unicorn. At yeah, the
1: he's, right you know, he's, he's in a tough spot. Um, but Galindo but, and Peña? But, but, you and know, Pena? the people I think that are really worried about this are the people who don't have any name ID in their races. If right. you're a judge in Dallas County or Harris County or Bear County and you're in a Republican primary... And the guy at the top of the ticket that it's everybody toxic. knows is behaving poorly.
2: And you're not going to have the benefit of a straight ticket. Well, you're going
1: to have, you know, you might. Uh, no, no, you, you no know, across the, the board might. the way that right. you would. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, those are the people I think ought to be worried. You know, do we get, you know, that old aphorism when the elephants fight, the grass suffers. These guys are the grass. They're going to get stomped.
2: Well, and, and another layer of this, I would say, is I have been very skeptical publicly on this podcast in the past. When you've said, I think Ken Sheets and Cindy Burkett and Rodney Anderson up in Dallas may have something to fear. I think there's clouds I've on the horizon. i said they horizon don't yeah. have something to fear. I am now prepared to revise my position on that and <laughs> He's say— reversing course. And say if, if I'm— those f- folks, not those individuals, right. specific to them, but if I'm somebody who holds that seat as a Republican at this moment with the wheels coming off, I'm now nervous. If I was making a- I'm now nervous.
1: If I was one of those three making a call to a donor, I would say, you gotta help me and save me from this guy. Save right. me from him.
2: So, so right. let's say this.
1: And I'm not talking about the Democrat, I'm if, talking
2: about- <laughs> If Trump wins Texas by seven, eight points, so high singles, Probably the people who you would expect to lose in a presidential year lose, but it's not a wave. Mm -hmm. If Trump somehow rebounds and wins by more like McCain or Romney numbers, then probably even the people who might ordinarily lose are okay. But if Trump wins by three— or if, God forbid, from their perspective, Trump should lose Texas, Right. I think you have a wave in which a whole bunch of people, not just the three we mentioned, but a whole bunch of people right now who don't think they've got a problem are gonna be caught flat-footed. It's gonna be the reverse of 2010.
1: I think there's a really good flood analogy here, and Texas is pretty high ground. If Texas goes really close or yeah. blue, then it's almost insignificant because what would have to happen in the other states to get to Texas, you know? I mean, we're talking about Georgia and Arizona, and. Five-thirty-eight
2: you know, now has Arizona
1: blue. A bunch of, a bunch of red states going right. blue. Texas is going to be late among the red states to go blue. If it gets to Texas, then, you know this is a sweep.
2: Then it's a ball. It's 500-year a, it's a flood. You right. talked to Joaquin Castro yesterday in San Antonio, who apparently, despite the uphill battle he has or any Democrat has in a Senate race— He's still entertaining a scent race against Cruz.
0: From oh, absolutely. I mean, he didn't volunteer it. I asked him specifically about it, but he was still keeping the door. Now that Wendy Davis open. is saying maybe yeah. not. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. He's still keeping the door pretty solidly open to challenging cruise in, in 2018.
3: Um, luckily, Tyler Norris is watching. He said High Singles would be a great band name.
2: <laughs> the High Singles? It yes. would be a great band. Yeah. I, I love that guy. He's, he knows just, exactly, he's just saying that because you're watching. He knows watching. exactly how to get to, my, to me, to me yeah. with the band name stuff. That's exactly
3: right. All right, so um, switching gears briefly, um, the WikiLeaks Clinton emails dropped and um, Trump's uh, Pussy scandal, notwithstanding. Did
2: you see that Uh, Killian Conway today said that Republicans who are not supporting Trump sufficiently should stop pussyfooting around?
3: Oh, phenomenal. Uh I thought,
2: really? You couldn't come up with a different name for it than that, honestly?
3: (laughs) Of course, we did a search for anything related to Texas in these emails. And the one thing we found is actually surprising related to Governor Rick Perry, former Republican Governor Rick Perry. What did we learn?
1: Uh, they liked his economic speech. They, they were passing around, "Hey, did you see what Perry said in his economic speech?" It uh, sounded
3: a lot like what Clinton thinks. Right. It's, so, um, how do you think? Uh, how do you think Perry, fresh off of his Dancing with the Stars departure, is feeling about being compared to Hillary Clinton in the, the WikiLeaks documents?
1: Uh, this week, you know, if you were going to be compared to a presidential candidate,
2: which one <laughs> would you want to be compared to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Good point. Right. Uh, all right, so uh, Lost in All of This Weeks. So, but, of course,
2: you didn't mention John Podesta's delicious risotto recipe, which came up in the WikiLeaks emails. <laughs> Did you see I, that? I think I missed that one. Yeah, it was how to, you know,
1: how to stir it and, it you know, good, how, much, how, to, how quickly to add the liquid. I'm, go- and, I'm you know, going to make the Podesta trick here risotto here, right. this weekend.
3: <laughs> Podesta risotto, that's the official name <laughs> of it.
2: It is. That's a better band name. Right.
3: All right, well, uh, Lost it's in All the Trump of News. Late last week was um, some breaking news on Ken Paxton, and we have even more breaking news today. Patrick, what do we know?
0: Sure. So, uh, good news, bad news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you right. want to start with? Start with the good news, news for him. him and last the bad week news for him. was that the a federal judge uh, dismissed the SEC case against him. Those were federal civil charges uh, related to the securities fraud allegations uh, against him. These are now allegations that are more than a year old. This all started last summer. Uh, but the bad news is today. The Texas Texas's highest criminal court, the Court of Criminal Appeals, uh, declined to hear his appeal uh, in the state case. Those are state criminal charges, so you know, effectively, it's a more serious case. He faces prison time, Um, and so that paves the path, paves the way for a trial to happen as early as next spring. Um, And it's really a kind of turning point in that case. And uh, as we were talking about earlier, I mean, quite a. Uh, you know, period of time for Ken Paxton. He gets some great news in the SEC case on Friday, and, and on Wednesday he gets a decision that makes a trial pretty likely. When yeah, was the, the last
2: time there's... a sitting attorney general Traumatics. had to go to trial? Jim While Maddux. in office,
0: Jim Maddox. Mm-hmm. right,
1: eighty-two uh, or eighty-four. Wouldn't
3: the, you rather be hit with civil charges than than criminal? I mean.
1: Well, yeah, I'd rather pay store. than go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: or, it, doesn't, what it are doesn't. my choices? Mean, right. It doesn't mean he's guilty, but the no. optics
1: are unhelpful. Well, right. you know, this is the court that um, dismissed the indictments against Rick Perry. Right. This right. was this yeah. was exoneration central, central, right? Right. And, the they, CCA. They, right. The yeah. Texas mm-hmm. Court of Criminal Appeals. And and they basically, you know, Paxton said, would you please review these indictments? I don't think they ought to um, apply to me. And they said, no, we're not going to review them. So- as Patrick said, unless they decide to review their case. I think his
0: lawyers are going to ask for a Yeah, we learned we got a statement from his lawyers walking in here. They said they're going to file a motion for a hearing before the court of criminal appeals.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, we have a question from Facebook. And reminder, if you're tuning in, you can send questions our way, too. What are the odds that Paxton Paxton is convicted now that um, this is a question from Chad? What do you think the likelihood is that he gets convicted?
1: You know, it goes to court. Who knows? I mean, that's, you know, I didn't think the Cubs were going to win last night. (laughs)
2: Look, the vulnerability of Paxton is less legal than political in the sense that in 2018, right. if the Democrats are going to attempt to to climb back up the mountain and win a statewide office, they're going to target, as Ross has said before, the people who have the potential to be beaten uh, most easily because there's the an s- argument. The wounded animals them. in the herd. So right. you have Paxton and Sid Miller, who, right. for various reasons... Present the most appealing targets to the Democrats. And Miller's
1: now been exonerated.
2: Miller's been exonerated, but I think that Sid Miller's
1: still a stench.
2: Sid, man, tough. Patrick's really boy. Here's the in, <laughs> Indi- a, here's the that's some Indiana <laughs> shade he's just thrown on Sid Miller. Here's isn't the it?
1: here's the pa- here's the Paxton problem. what to what uh, Patrick said, he could go on trial in the spring. It's 2017. People are now actually kicking the tires for actual runs in the 2018 races and at the end of 2017 they'll file to run but during most of 2017 especially while the legislature's here people they're who aren't in office are going to be preparing run. they're going to be talking to fundraisers they're going to be saying you know that guy's wounded that guy's right. wounded you ought to be with me um, i think he's uh, i think you're right he's in real political and, trouble and here, so regardless even if of what the legal the, stuff goes re- away
2: regardless of what the political wins in the state are if i'm an ambitious democrat with nothing to do right right like or a republican trey martinez fisher or if i'm a, an ambitious republican who sees an opportunity right. for some you know kind of game of thrones shit here uh that's where i'm looking greg mm-hmm. abbott dan patrick seem impenetrable at this point obviously you don't know what's going to happen between now and this time next year what about but, ted cruz f- but further down the back well you know i've been very skeptical of cruz's vulnerability even in a primary you know what things i, ha- I have things are just <laughs> weird right mm-hmm. now right you know, I don't think that uh, Joanne Fleming's warm embrace necessarily saves him over the uh, uh, given what's happened over the last couple of days. Right, right. The Tea Party, you know, saying that Mike McCall was what passes for a liberal was interesting before all this Trump stuff. If the Republican Party
1: wants to, you know, go to the spa and have a purge after this election, you know, Cruz is, you know, Cruz is with this bunch, right? Mm-hmm. And the problem for the presidential candidates this year is going to be not to be associated with this election and this campaign. Somebody
2: has to have the stones to run against him. At Cruz the end of the be day you the can't beat somebody with nobody, whether it's McCall or somebody else. If nobody decides to take on Cruz, Cruz is fine. After the election
1: I think they're all going to look at it and decide exactly how wounded he is and how much money they can put together.
3: Well, I mean, how much of the behavior we see among, you know, Republican Texans in Congress, for example, is a result of, of fear of the grassroots, fear of 2018, fear of retribution, you know, for not, if they don't stick by trump
1: fear 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 that's i mean yeah. that really is what this is about are I mean, they fear are from they, all
3: directions i guess are
1: they afraid of this and on november 9th is trump in a position to threaten anybody anymore is it a threatening proposition at that point or is it just gone does you know
2: don't you think people like blake farenthold who found yes that this is what i was thinking that he was able to fit both feet and a fist in his mouth last night on oh, chris boy. hayes yeah that, that that the problem for someone like blake farenthold is at least in part people are trying to figure out what the hell do I say? When you get off TV and, why and you agree run to your to go phone on TV and, and immediately begin explaining what you just said.
3: I mean, Trump was Trouble. complaining yesterday. Patrick had this story about Trump. It was in Texas basically complaining, you know, none of these guys are going on t- cable TV for me. You know, they used to do that. They did this for Romney. And for me, it's what? It's like radio silence. And then radio like radioactive about it. Yeah, yeah. it's radio and silence, is radioactive. A <laughs> few hours later, you have, tell us what Mike Farenthold t- said because it was well, no relation to David, right? No no
2: relation. <laughs> uh, Chris. Chris Hayes—I should have gotten Blake Farenthold to yeah. do the intro, <laughs> yeah. actually. next um, week. Cr- uh, Chris Hayes asked him if, yeah, if Donald, if, if you Donald Trump—thank you—if Donald Trump had said specifically— um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of rape. If I like to rapist. rape women, <laughs> yeah. would you continue to endorse him? And Blake Farenthold's answer was something other than no.
3: It was all, cons- it was, I'd consider it. It, it would depend it on the like context. Jackie
2: Gleason and the Honeymooners. Hamada, hamada, hamada. Do you know, know what the Honeymooners is? Yes, I know the Honeymooners. Okay, is. I'm just checking. Unless he, until I, he every, does something yes. so bad to make him our, worse our, than our, Clinton. Our weekly check-in on how so, much TV still that existed
1: before you were. still getting Twitter mentions of people still learning about Felix
2: I know, like every day
3: they're more Felix Unger. It's
2: like a cascading effect. Yeah. So Farenthold, did not. That would di- be bad. I would have to consider. I'd it, have to the- consider not endorsing uh, Trump I if he know. said he see. liked raping people. And then, <laughs> about God. ten minutes later, Ferenthold, or more likely one of Ferenthold's minions, took to Twitter to I'm walk that back. Sorry,
3: but he basically did say I like raping people. <laughs> I mean, he basically, oh, Trump. yeah. Okay. He basically did. Say, he basically said, "I do That's like terrible. sexually assaulting people." <laughs> I am not going
2: to mansplain what he said to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you just go ahead and have that. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but as a woman, that is I what I don't he disagree said. with you, but I feel like to say what the interpretation of it is.
1: Are you following the not okay thing on Twitter? The you know someone and Kelly
2: Kelly Oxford. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, started this thing. Um, Fifty
2: million, some
1: like crazy yeah, millions huge. of people. Yeah. Responded tweet. To you know, if you've ever been. Um, put in this position by a man. Yeah, it's and- because
3: virtually every woman, not right. just woman, women, I mean virtually everyone has been in an experience like this. I would say virtually all women have had an experience like this. And for some, it ranges from relatively minor to like right.
2: flat. Like out somebody somebody perfect. grazed me on the bus, right?
3: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's often worse than that. But I mean,
2: yeah. but been, there have been some that have been kind of yeah, more exactly. in, the, in the realm of innocuous.
3: Work. Exactly. And so I'm not surprised at all that it's
1: and what, off. And what Trump is really in trouble for is what he was talking about is straight up criminal behavior. And
2: totally. what's amazing to me right. is Jeff Sessions, who is enough of a legal... Uh, former a prosecutor, expert, right. a former prosecutor who I believe Ronald Reagan tried to appoint unsuccessfully to the federal bench, mm. was asked the other day whether he considered that to be sexual assault, and he said, basically,
1: no. And DOJ, the Department of Justice, says,
2: yeah. i mean all you have definition. to do
1: is look at
3: the criminal
2: code. Criminal definition right. of sexual yeah. assault is essentially groping what was, someone
3: without their yeah, permission. What
2: was said right. specifically? Yeah. Yep. Straight up.
3: All right. Well, that's all the time we have. If you have questions or comments, you can it's email been really them. Really
2: upbeat and uplifting. Podcast.
3: it has been a really upbeat and uplifting presidential week, election. Oh, yeah, right. Right. Uh, you can email us at tribcast at Texas Tribune.org. You can also sign up for Tribcast Alerts at Texastribune.org slash Tribcast. Thanks to Shiny Ribs for our music. And on behalf of Ross, uh, Evan, Patrick, I'm losing track of who's on the Tribcast this week, and our producers, Todd and Bobby. This is Emily. Thanks for listening. Texas Talking.
2: Texas Talking. Texas Talking.
0: One, two, three, four, five. Todd is a jerk